Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. And today, we're going to do a little Q&A sesh. A little Q&A sesh. Sesh. I've been saying sesh, sesh a lot. Like, study sesh, you know? So, a little Q&A okay. session. Um, actually, a little, little segue. Um, you know, we've got this really big Facebook group, right? Self-Sin Wardrobe Facebook group. And... As a business owner, people are always telling you, you know, be careful. Don't put all your stuff on Facebook because Facebook is Facebook and they could shut down or they could shut down your account right, or, or right. you know, it's, you're building on someone else's land, right? right like you're right, renting, right. right? Instead of, you know, putting it on your own website. But like Facebook is so convenient and it's easy to upload pictures, you know, and stuff. And so I've been doing a little research on uh, hosting our community on a different platform and it'd be like our platform. I mean, it would be our platform. And that's the thing is people like build on your own land, your own website. And it's like, well, you're still building on like right. a host. I don't have my own server for right. SoHere.com. You know, I'm still. And we won't have we, one We're for not going to like get right. a server, you know, and, and house it in our, you know. So you're still kind of, quote, building on someone else's land. But there is, there is an app um, called Mighty Networks. And so how this would work is, you know, you, dear listener, would download this app and then you'd open it up and you'd be in SoHere land. And um, thinking about doing that, and I looked into it a couple years ago, and they didn't have some of the capabilities I wanted, but now they do have video streaming. Yeah, video streaming, um, unlimited storage space for photos, because we are such a photo heavy community that putting a forum on our website wouldn't do it. Like, we'd have to get some custom coding involved and. And pay for a bunch of server space um, and things like that because people love to post pictures. Maybe Mighty Networks thinks it's unlimited until we join and there are pictures, so many pictures, um, in our community. So anyway, it would be ad-free, too. Um, it would be just like I'm only visiting the sewing group. Right. You know, when I open this. So you don't have to become a member of it. Well, you have to like, you you do have to like sign up. You have to like give your email address and like log in. But you're not a member of the almighty network. That's right. You're Uh, exactly. You're only a member of like, so here. Now there are other, um, actually a podcaster who I really admire, Paula Pant. Um, She is the host of Afford Anything. And I know we have some like personal finance nuts in our audience uh and so they might know who she is um she has her community there Mm -hmm. instead of on facebook uh and i i looked at it um so that if you open if i open the mighty networks app i can like choose so here i can choose afford anything you Uh know um you know i think that we would it gives the option for business owners to charge um i think we would keep it free um Mm -hmm. for for what we do and so yeah no ads no adjacent you know like Political stuff. No trolls. No, well, there could be a troll, but it's but really, it'd be really easy. Out. To, yeah, right. kick them out. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, certain. I I think it's important to follow the news, and I do, but there are certain news stories that like I do not need to be seeing. Like, really. Um, and so <laughs> I would not have to see those. Um, like, uh, I'm not even talking about them. They're like psychologically, you know, triggering. Um, so anyway, you know, I asked in our Facebook group, I said, you know, if we move the community, what would you, you know, would you come along? And of course, I'm asking people who are 
on Facebook if they right. leave Facebook, right? Um, and so we well, don't have to leave Facebook. No, you just no. Go someplace else but it's just the hours. You know, it's yeah. not as convenient necessarily right. if you're always opening up Facebook. But right. like, also, I've had people email in and be like, "Man, I really wish I could join your community, but I don't do Facebook." Right. You know, or or, hi Gail, create fake account so right. that they can come on Facebook and only look at the group, you know, right. <laughs> um, which I kind of wish I could do. Uh, so anyway, you know, just kind of thinking about that, it's something that we could sort of uh, test out, actually, yeah. you know, and, and see. So uh, anyway, keep an, keep an eye out in your email inbox for that. I think it might be better. I mean, honestly, it's a little bit selfish. I think it might be better for like my mental health if I don't have to go Man, I just find myself scrolling sometimes, you know. Um, No, I know. And and some people are okay with that, and it's not bad. It's not like I'm not making like a moral judgment, but you know, here we are. Okay. So, or if you have any feedback on that, let let me know. Mallory at sohere.com. Okay. We are answering a question today on the podcast. Actually, I like to, you know, we like to split these up like one question first half, one question second half. And Dana gave us two questions nicely segmented so thanks Dana (laughs) Dana says I'd love an episode um I'm thinking through oh wait no oh maybe maybe it's not Dana oh 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 oh, oh. wait oh I'm gonna use one of Dana's questions okay somebody not Dana asked about hem facings that's what we're gonna talk about first (laughs) sorry Dana we'll get to your other question I lied okay hem facings how to make them, like if they're not included in the pattern right. or, uh, you know, or what they are. And I think that this is a really great topic, hem facings. I do too. Um, and before we get into what a hem facing is, make sure you know what a facing is and you know what interfacing is. Right. I saw this happen in a different Facebook group. Where the person read the instructions, take the facing and sew it right sides together or apply it like to the right side of the fabric and then turn it. And what they'd done is they'd fused interfacing on the outside of their garment. Oh, no. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, like that. So they hadn't done it before. Yeah, they were just unfamiliar with like the terminology. So for for those of you who are really new to this, interfacing is a product um, or, you know, you'll hear Zidi and I talk about cotton organdy, or right. it's a type of fabric or something that adds um, stability or adds body to fabric. Right. Um, I guess. And right? you usually add the interfacing, get it, uh-huh. to the facing. You're not adding it to the garment. Mm-hmm. You're basically adding it to the wrong side of the facing because then it winds up sandwiched. Yeah. And okay. So between. Then- you know, your outer garment and the inner facing. Right. So even if you, though, like, let's pretend there's not a facing on the garment. Mm-hmm. Inner facing, though, almost always will go on the wrong side of the fabric. Yes. So here's, like, warning bells should have gone off because right. we don't, Just think you about know. inner facing should be <laughs> inside the, the peanut butter in the sandwich. Yes, yes. Right, right. And then, but that's a really, you know, people always ask, like, which side of the collar does the inner facing right. go on? Does it go on the under collar? Does it go on the you know, top collar right. on it, like a, a button-up shirt, you know, right. and then same kind of thing on a facing. So that's a very good point that normally that would be applied to the facing. So why facings? What is it? What's a facing, Mom? Well, a, fa- a facing finishes 
the edge of a garment, whether it is an armhole or a, you know, a neckline or a hem mm-hmm. or what else? A cuff. Like, I mean, you can face, face an opening like that has buttons. and Right. The, so know, the facing right. usually <laughs> extends like two to three inches, you know, inside the garment. Okay. So. Again, it's adding shape and stability. It can add shape, stability, weight. It can Mm -hmm. work together sometimes with a lining. Right. Or not. Or not. Or the other thing that's nice about a facing is you can put trim, okay, in inside. Let's see how I describe it. You know, along the edge of the finished edge. So, like a piping, piping would go there, uh-huh. or um, rickrack goes there really well. Facing... Rickrack was big for me, boy, when I was in junior high. Pretty big rickracker. Yeah, a little um, piece of rickrack just sticking out right, like you know, so just at the like bottom a scallop. of the sli- So yeah. that was it. I, I said, I said, you know, um, the the armhole, but also a sleeve. Yeah. So the other, and the, you know, when I, since we're talking about embellishments. The other thing that's great now about... Now we are. No. <laughs> well, about, you know, that we were talking about. The other thing that's great about a, a you know, hem facing or any facing is, say you want a scalloped hem. Yeah. Okay. So you can sew that scallop, you know, with that facing and then turn it and you have a nice finish. So you're not trying to turn up like curves. Yeah, I want to talk about facings uh, with linings just real quick. So when you have a lining for a garment, lining fabrics in general, or a lot of the time, they're generally lighter weight. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you see the inside of the garment a little bit. So you have part of the inside of your garment is a facing so that you can use the outer fabric um, for just that little part that's two to three inches inside the garment. Right. The whole idea is you're not seeing a different fabric on your finished edge. But also that facing is a separate piece sometimes so that you can interface it and your hem Mm -hmm. gets stabilized too, preserve shape like a scallop or to add weight or whatever. So they sometimes they work in conjunction for an aesthetic purpose and also a functional purpose and maybe even a money saving purpose because that can be true too. You yes. know, I made that uh, like wool boucle jacket and it's got a facing with the lining and the right. wool boucle was like whatever million dollars the guard. Um, so instead of, of course, and who wants wool boucle? On the inside of their jacket, well, anyway, and right? It gets, catch on and everything. It gets yeah. really bulky. Yeah, it gets right. bulky. It would, you know, catch it. Well, it's, I'll tell you what, it's bulky. Yes, <laughs> it's facing. It it's bulky now. <laughs> it's bulky right now. We don't look at the back of the neck of that jacket. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> um, so just so you know, those those can sometimes work in conjunction with a lining or whatever. Uh, facings can sometimes be sewn down to the garment. So Zadie said, okay, this extends two to three inches into the garment. So with a with a neckline, you right. know, picture your shirt that has whatever neckline. I don't care if it's a jewel neck or a V-neck or whatever. But then, you know, two to three inches away from the neckline, you have a piece of fabric that ends. Okay? Right. So sometimes that can be stitched down. You will see it. You will see the stitching. Okay? Through all layers. Through all layers. Maybe that's okay with you. If it's not, you could not stitch it down. And then sometimes we get the flippy facings 
that people get so right. frustrated are we, with. Are we stitched at the seams? We can you tack. Know, right, right, kind of. do a blind, basically a blind stitch around the whole edge. The other thing that you want to do with your facing is you want to finish mm, good the point. edge good point. that you are not sewing. Applying to the to, garment. Right, yeah. to the garment. Very, very good. Uh, very good point there. So sometimes people end up, uh, I know this kind of goes outside the question of, hem facings but sometimes people decide they don't want it facing right they're gonna finish it a different way because their facings flip out a lot or like i have seen something i don't think certain necklines really lend themselves to facing and then i see it right on things um so complex necklines sometimes people just choose to line the whole garment right you know the other thing you might see is the facing flip to the outside mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and sewn down yeah. and, or so, and a trim applied on the edge or the edge. So Absolutely. you have this look of, oh, I've got, you know, my my white dress with my big navy blue band that's around my collar and it's basically a facing. Yeah, so it's but like... it's flipped to the outside. It's an aesthetic choice. Right. It finishes it. Ta-da. Now, when a facing's flipped to the inside mm-hmm. and doesn't work with a lining... I, I guess I can't say 100% of the time, but almost 100% of the time, I'd finish that edge with the three-thread narrow. Absolutely. I'm talking knit. I'm talking woven. I'm talking... We're talking uh, the <laughs> least bulky finish. finish that you can have. Now, here's here's the other thing you do have to consider. Is your edge going to show? Is your mm-hmm. facing going to show? Yep. You may need a lining. You may need a lining mm-hmm. or... If you wanted, depending on the bulk, because like most right. of the time I don't like to do this because of bulk, you can like then flip that edge over again. But once again, but that we're adding I, bulk. Yeah, I'm just you saying know. that. Yeah, and this is why when you said sometimes you don't want a facing, that might be the reason. It might be the fabric that you chose. So now yeah. maybe you're gonna buy us bind that edge or something like that mm-hmm. instead of a facing because you're not looking for body and you're not looking to add any bulk and you don't want this. So so you have a fabric that's like semi see through, right? Right, right. You know, like semi opaque or whatever, whatever way you want to go. <laughs> Are you a half opaque or yeah, a half translucent right. person? Glass <laughs> half full or half empty. <laughs> So, you know, those and that that's why we have all these different finishes. Yeah. And I'm yeah. A, I'm a biggie. I really like not only do I like, you know, I like a bias finish. Yeah. And I also use a bias sort of as a face, as a hem. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. As a Okay, so if someone wants to draft a facing, mm-hmm. okay, I think that actually this podcast is just about facings. So we're gonna okay. take a break and come back about talk about drafting facings. Okay. Okay. ZD, what's your favorite way to measure yourself? With my easy check tape measure. So tell me a little bit about this. It's the only way to measure myself, I what? think. Why is it so magical? Well, because there's a slide on it. Uh-huh. You actually snap one end of the tape measure into the back of the slide, and then you fit it to the measurement, and then you can unsnap, and the slide remains... On the place that you've measured. So if you're trying to measure your arm. Right. Or your underbust. Right. Or your thigh. Or your head. Or your head. Oh, yeah. The head. Definitely. Well, and, (laughs) you know, measuring yourself is one thing. But even measuring somebody else, what it does is it marks the spot, basically, where the measurement is. And so if I'm, and this happens to you, that 
you're measuring somebody and they start talking to you and you're like, was that 21 or 23? Oh my gosh. Right. And where with this, you know, it, it, the slide has marked it. I also have heard feedback from customers who say, I am sending this to my daughter or, you know, so that she can measure my grandchildren That's and it will right. be accurate. Right. Right. Well, we've actually had trainers too yep. that, that bought these, you know, for their customers or they themselves use it for their customers or it was a male trainer and a female client. Uh, he right. didn't have to put his hands on the person right. or whatever. Also, this tape measure, when you use it with a snap, it's impossible to work from the wrong side. That's the other thing yeah. I was going to say. You can't measure from the 60 end. You have to measure from, from the, the zero, one end. From the zero, zero end. Right. Yes. Right. And I said 60, but, um, you know, it also has the millimeters on the other side, too. So yeah. you've got... Um, you have imperial, imperial and you have metric metric uh, right and so the easy check tape measure makes it very simple when you are trying to measure yourself uh and you just don't want to be fumbling around well and i think you know the thing is don't order one because if somebody <laughs> sees it a husband or right? a daughter or just a friend i mean honestly at Christmas time, I would put this like in almost everybody's stocking stuffer. And I think it's a great thing to like send away to college with people, things like that. Where Fabulous. Where you, you want yeah. something measured. Well, if you're interested in your own easy check tape measure, you can see a video on how it works at sewhere.com slash tape measure. And you can check it out for yourself. Sewing out loud. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, so I think we could talk a little bit about drafting facings, sewing facings on, choosing fabrics mm -hmm. for facings. So your facing, if you don't have a pattern for one, if it if there's no if pattern it doesn't piece, come in the pattern, right. You actually it, do have a pattern for one. Right, okay. Right. But it did <laughs> you, you have a pattern you just don't that does not include facings. Yes. Maybe maybe that pattern decided to just give you a bias finish yeah in fact i would almost like it if a pattern manufacturer 
Like, I'd be cool with this. If they had just a line for the facing and they'd be like, trace this. Right. You know, because that's literally that's what, you do. what it is. Okay, so if you need a hem facing for something or a sleeve facing or whatever. Or a neck facing or, or neck an facing, armhole facing. Or all whatever. these things, All right? those facings. All you're doing is taking your pattern piece and what I do, this is the way I do it. Tell, tell us. Lay down my pattern piece, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to be cut out. In fact, sometimes it's easier if it's not cut yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. But you do want to make sure that it's not going to shift or move, mm-hmm. right? So you may want to put it down with weights, or you may tape it to your uh, cutting board. However you're going to do this, pin it to your cutting board. I don't care, but you want it not to move. Then you take your tracing paper and put on top, which we like medical exam paper. It's a big thing yep. that we use here. Yes, we do. You put it right on top of that pattern piece and you can see every mark every line everything through it and you trace the outer edge of where you want to face and then you decide how wide you want your facing to be so if i want my facing to be you know three inches wide or two inches wide i consider that the seam allowance is there, there. The, the the seam allowance at the bottom, that raw edge of the garment's there. Right. So I know, so, I, you know, I'm tracing a neckline, right? Mm-hmm. So I it, it's on the neckline, and I know that on the edge there's the 5-8 inch seam allowance. So from the 5-8 inch, or adding the 5-8 inch, I add my 2.5 inches, because that's basically yep. what I've decided I want my. And there you go. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Now. You, you got it. And. Transfer all your markings. The the other thing here is you say, okay, when a two and a half inch facing, so right. I'm gonna just, you know, um, you know, put that two and a half plus five eighths inches right. on there. And then since I normally finish with a three TN, I, it's not like I'm cutting anything off. I'm just like right. making that blade make a lint, like we say, right. right? Like just ride right along the edge right. of the fabric. So I don't really feel the need to put another quarter inch there right. or anything and the other thing about finishing it fit one way i used to before i had a serger right when i was Bef- I, when yes. i was cranking out all of these woven dresses for myself when i was a kid in school right how i would finish my my um facings was i would just take say a quarter inch from the out outer edge right yeah not the edge that it was gonna be fit the inside edge that was gonna be you know inside in the garment, the garment. And I would stitch with, well, the, in those days, it was like 12 or 14 stitches per inch. Right now, you would do a two. Right. Right. A smaller millimeter. Right. So, and I would just put my presser foot on the edge of that and just stitch that tight, tight little stitch around there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because all your, most, all of your facings are going to be on a bias. They're not on a straight green. They're really not going to ravel They're not going to ravel a lot. Yeah. Anyway, right. So that would work for me, and I would not have the bulk, and I would not have a line. Okay, so let's talk about your your example um, is for a really simple garment where the neckline is, like, the front of the shirt, and it's all one piece. Mm-hmm. What if this is some kind of garment that's all seamed together, Okay, like it's like mm-hmm. you want a hem facing on a princess line sh- uh, sheath. So there are one, two, three, four, five, six, maybe maybe even seven. Um, you know, seam lines there. How would you draft that? Would you just draft that off the garment that you'd seam together? 
Probably not. Okay. Okay. And it would depend on this garment. Yeah. Okay. I would see if any of those seams laid flat. Right. Okay. Right. So it's so probably my back seam, mm -hmm. my back upper shoulder seam. Right. Probably would lay flat. Now on some people it doesn't. Right. Okay. But I would avoid as many seams as mm -hmm. I could. And you might not be able to avoid as many seams. So sometimes facings are, what do I want to say? They are pieced together. Yes. So if you have multiple pieces coming together to make your hem or make your right. neckline, you have to make a, a facing for each of those pieces. Right. You have to seam them together because, like you said, they might not lay flat. There might be shaping right. at the neckline. Now, what you can do is do make those two and a half inch pieces or whatever, yeah. you know, three inch pieces, okay? You know, draw those out. And this is like doing a muslin mm -hmm. for your facings. Okay, draw those out and stitch them up and see if they lay flat. Right. Okay. Because at some point they're not. Right. At some point they start to curve around the body. Right. It, so this is absolutely going to depend, mm -hmm. you know, on, on the specific garment. So, or, so I'm making a um, princess line garment dress say right right and i have a high neck well my pieces are laying nice and flat but i say i have a bigger swoop tight neck or uh -huh. open neck or ballerina neck they're going to curve faster right because right because my body starts to curve yeah but if they're laying flat on my chest i might get I might have just one piece around the front. Yeah, so it can depend. I mean, your best bet, your safest, you know, your safest right. bet is, you know, doing one, doing a facing for each piece. But if you do determine, okay, right here at this point in the garment, when they're sewn together, this is laying flat. I and if, but you got to think about it when you start to trace that out. You got to add, you know, or eliminate seam allowance. Now you one or the hear other. My other cheater way. Yeah. Okay. So I have laid out my garment, and then I've stitched it together, right? Uh -huh. I don't have a facing. Yes. So then I take my facing fabric, mm -hmm. and I, it's a big, say, a big rectangle or something, and I lay it where it covers where I want my facing. Uh-huh. Correct? I lay it there, and I stitch it on the garment, mm -hmm. right? And then I go back and trim down to two inches. Whoa. Now, this doesn't always work. Uh -huh. Okay. But a lot of times it does. Yeah. So I have stitched my facing on without a pattern. I, I shaped it later. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like when we talk about binding a knit and you're like, right. well, I'm just going to make this piece, you know, three inches. I'm going to stitch it, well, clip it, Or go. it's like when we talk about trim a scalloped hem. Don't cut the scallops. No, do not cut the scallops. You want a straight, you know, a straight piece, two straight pieces of fabric and you're going to draw the scallops on them. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to sew in, you know, those drawings, those little stitching lines, you're going to stitch on those stitching lines. Then you go back and cut away the ex excess yep. because it gives you a better stitch. You know, so much you're, more you're not stability. trying to match up all these scallops. You know, on the scallops, <laughs> what you're going to get is you're going to get lopsided scallops. Right. You're going to get scallops right. where it's like, oh, this is where you sew down the scallop. I about go crazy when I see like a TV tutorial or oh, something. God, no. and, and they're they're like, yeah, this is this. You're going to make a scallop skirt. And I'm like, no, stop. ZD goes you know? crazy on yeah. every TV tutorial. Um, a lot of them. Yeah. So anywho, um, that. OK, let's talk about facing fabric. 
So it can be almost anything you want it to be, right? It can be the same right? fabric, same fabric, especially fabric. if you're not wanting that under fabric, especially like around your neckline or your armholes, right? Or like your hem or something. Some like if you have a but a if slit it, or if, something, I don't know. Okay, so here's here's facing, big time, right? Practical facing. You're a tall person. Oh, what is that like, what's, everybody? What's just tell tall? me what that's like. Um, I just don't even <laughs> imagine. But you're tall, and you buy a ready-made pair of pants. Right. And you let the hem out, and it's still not, you know, and it's just long enough. Right. Okay, just long enough. You can face that instead of turning it up That's and That's a zigzagger broadcast. We have that. Yeah, we yeah, have that. about what to so do if you, there's not enough fabric right. to make a hem. Yep. The other thing you can do is if you have a very shapely sleeve or pant leg or something like that, mm-hmm. right? So it say you know gets very small down at the ankle and comes up very fast. You, it's very hard to hem that. Yeah. So yeah. you want to make a okay. facing. I wanted to say that is a lot of times a hem facing is a really good idea for a really curvy hem. Right. Um. Uh, for kind of that shirt tail hem where it uh, goes up. A lot of people like to do that on the shirt tail hem on knits. Yes. Because they don't have a cover stitch machine or Mm -hmm. they're not confident in handling that curviness on on either their sewing machine or their cover stitch machine. And that hem on that T-shirt is generally a place that doesn't need to stretch. Right. So you can face that knit hem you can face it with a knit but you can use like a straight stitch you know you can you can, you can also if it doesn't need to stretch right you can face it with a woven. you can face it with a woman right. so that that so you can facing so can, generally yeah. when you face these things right mm-hmm. you're probably facing with a lighter fabric or a similar fabric right i i'm, I'm i can't think of a I, like yeah heavy if you want to add you know if if i'm making somebody was making some sort of um cosplay thing yeah you know, yeah and and i and they were like how do i make these gloves stiff like this and i'm like any soft the and foam stable. yeah so there you know you put foam in them but you know and and that you know that's an instance where you're lining something with something big, bigger and bulkier. Yeah, I could see somebody incorporating like a foam or incorporating even like some kind of canvas mm-hmm. to get some kind of shape right. to stay. And and cosplay is like a really good example because or some artists Snow drew Snow White's collar. Yeah, there you go. You know, so like, or, or who's the who's the angel. Lena Jolie. Maleficent. We were just talking about that. Yeah. Right, so what you put in her collar is like. Annie soft and stable, or the craft foam. Honestly, it's, it's some craft foam is not bad, well, especially for Halloween. Okay, we I know we love Annie soft and stable, right? But there have been some products that have come out recently that are like specific for cosplay. I am cosplay yeah. foam. Yep. You can sew me and paint me, and yes, and I come in metallic colors right, and stuff. Right, you right, know, right. so there there are, and I'm not as familiar with like the names of those things, right? Um, but those products do exist, even though I will always. You know, love Annie Soft and Stable. Um, and, but, and you yeah. can paint a lot of different things. Here's the deal, guys. Paint a lot of stuff. If you're going to paint it, you got to try it first because paint can dissolve something. Yeah, you know, Or just, wrinkle it up. Yeah. Like it looks, you know, turn it into a prune. You always need to try that stuff. Yeah, so um, I always, the cosplay, I love how it's evolved and the materials that have, like, come from it. Because, it is neat. Because what's I remember yeah. wanting... Okay, I want this weird shape that somebody drew that, you know, like Belle's dress and 
Beauty and the Beast. Right. Looks like it's made of like bubbles. You know what I mean? Like it looks like it's made from some kind. Because somebody got to draw it. Yeah, they got to draw it. Doesn't it look like it's been like piped? Yeah. Like it's, you know, it does not look like fabric. And, you know, when she picks it up, all of a sudden she's picked it up and the dress has actually added volume to it. And fabric doesn't actually act like well, that. You know, it's similar like, to <laughs> Disney hair. Exactly. You it know? is it is Disney it's hair. Like the ponytail goes like this and then they let it down, but it's shorter, but oh, wow. yeah, exactly. How yeah. did how did that short hair I get into that perfect yeah, ponytail? Know, yes, exactly. Yeah. Um so anyway, I I think it's cool that we have gotten these materials that can duplicate the visual look. Um, I, I just, I do absolutely love that. So yeah, you can draft a facing. I guess maybe somebody might think, some. I don't know if this is true. And now I don't even know who asked the question because I thought it was Dana. It's not. Um, <laughs> Please let us know. And, Sorry. And, and admonish us for not remembering I'll your name. I'll find it. Yeah. I just screwed up. Um, but somebody might think that, uh, might have heard that linings are sometimes drafted to be larger or smaller Mm -hmm. than the garment depending on what it is and they might think facings also have to be done like that and that's actually not true they're pretty one-to-one right Um, Right. you know what we didn't talk about is grading when you sew the facing on like Mm -hmm. grading and understitching let's go back to maybe i know i remembered facing yeah we're totally going backwards because this is important yeah talk talk about that so you're gonna sew okay so the piece you're sewing is the exact same piece. The outer and the inner are the exact same piece. I call this one-to-one. They, they I like one to call to one, it that. They measure the same. Personally. They curve the same, whatever, right? Uh-huh. And you sew them right sides together. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to do grade or understitch first. What do you do? Okay. Because it depends on the garment for me. Well, I feel like you've told me before that you grade first and then understitch, yes. and I am intimidated by that. Okay. Okay. So it is. It, it I've can asked, be actually, intimidating. This is a burning ZD question that I've been waiting yeah. to ask okay. for a long time. It can be intimidating because you have you're trying to catch all those layers, right? Yeah, I don't so, want to grade it before so I understitch sewing, it. Basically, the tops are the understitching. Whoops, whoops. Mm. Forget that top part. <laughs> the understitching because you're sewing on top. Yeah, but. It's called understitching. You're telling me you can see all the layers. You're telling me I don't have to worry about catch. No, you're not. No, no you're you not. should catch all the layers. I know. I know. Right. So what I'm saying, you're afraid you're not. I'm afraid I'm not going to catch all the right. layers. Yes, thank. Yes. So yes, yes. understitching goes on the top of the inner fabric. The inner fat. Thank you. The facing. Yep. On the, in this so, case, that's right. what we're talking it, about. It basically. goes <laughs> right off, you know, right next to the seam line, uh-huh. right? And I like to use a fairly long stitch, too. I don't like to get real tight in there. I want something that can yeah. sort of move. Three. Okay? Yeah, if, if, I'm, if I'm using like a two, you know, it can really make that kind of tight, and it doesn't want to move and then shape mm-hmm. when I go to turn it. So what happens? Or you're is, distorting it, right? Because you said it's on the bias sometimes. Right. So what happens is when you you don't really turn this to stitch it. Uh huh. You're really laying it as flat as you can, if right. that makes sense. So what you're laying flat is the seam, and not really the pieces. Uh huh. Because what you're really going to have is like say say you're 
sewing together two big like donut circles, right? Right. So the edges are bigger than the inner, right? Mm -hmm. The outer is bigger than the inner. So when you sew this, you are top stitching right next to that seam. And this is going to keep it from rolling out. Right. Okay. This is. So what happens when you actually do turn it then mm -hmm. is just a little bit of the outer fabric creeps over into the inside of the garment. And that is what it's supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Mallory says. I am afraid. She's afraid to grade. Yeah. First. I have had things I've been afraid to grade on and I haven't. Okay. If it was slick or something like that or really, really fine, I have not graded. But ideally you will grade. Mm -hmm. And what grading is is you're taking the seam allowance and you're cutting you've got two so you've got two um seam allowance you know two pieces of fabric in your seam allowance mm -hmm. and you're cutting one a diff you're cutting both of them away yeah and you're cutting one shorter than the other right okay so it should be like uh, oh, I, I'm saying like a quarter inch and three-eighths inches maybe, mm -hmm. right? Difference, yeah. Dif you know, so which one is the shortest one, Mallory? The one, the inner one. The Right. Well, yeah. yeah. yeah no, you're, in, right. Am I, you're right. You're right. I'm so it would actually it. be the facing that's shorter. No. Because is that right? The, yes. Maybe I don't grade it's right. It's the facing <laughs> that is shorter because what <gasps> so you're because yeah, okay, you're moving the because you're moving the outer fabric oh, oh, so. and the facing to the facing side. So you're Am telling me you're telling me after this is understitched, right? But I flip the facing up. I only see the outer fabric. Right. Okay. You're so going I'm going to catch see, it. You're going to see the wrong side of the okay. outer fabric. Okay. So I'm going to okay, so look inside. So I'm grading wrong, which is why I'm afraid to grade. Oh, okay. So Mallory okay. doesn't know how to grade. Mallory's okay. Not, don't ask so her. I'll give her a bad That's grade. That's why you're here. I'll give her a bad oh, grade. Oh, give her a grade. We talked about this. The word grade means levels. You right, know, right. Um, like you grade a slope right. or you grade a paper. Or there's you a know, grade like, to a slope. Right. Right. Okay. So. The other thing you're going to do here when you grade is you clip. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So where do you clip? You clip the curves. Yeah. And if it's pretty straight and you don't have to clip it, you don't clip it. So you use the very ends of those really, really sharp scissors. Those, right? Those Zidi's favorite scissors, maybe? Those, that's why Zidi uses those. Yes. Uh -huh. Okay. So you clip first, too. And that allows you to get that perfect shape mm -hmm. and get that. And, you know, then when you turn, it's going to lay nice and flat. Right. Okay. Right. I love to put in a really pretty facing. I just love it. Now, if I was going to put in um, any sort of decorative trim or anything, yeah, I would decide where that was going to go, and I would baste it to the stitching line on the outer garment. Right. Okay. So okay. that's what I would do. I understand. And if it if it was something with the flange or or flange, <laughs> like 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 yeah. piping. Yeah. And it would you might you might wind up grading that also. Right. You might grade the flange right. so that it well and so maybe so that it curved too. Right. Like, well, clip, and the thing it so it usually piping is on the bias. Right. So it usually goes in there pretty well. Pretty nicely. Okay. I'm glad we I'm glad we talked so about that. So that's understitching, but you're actually top stitching. 
on the facing. Your facing with all the layers of the fabric to that side. Yep. And only the body of the garment right we've talked about understitching too on the podcast before so that should be um you should be able to find that okay well i think that covers our face i thought there was something else besides understitching you talked about grading grading. and clipping yeah yeah no i think that i was like oh gosh we would be remiss if we did not speak of that so one of my favorite places to put a hem facing where is it is on my pants oh yeah so trousers say are like sort of you don't wear trousers though so i used to yeah it's well, actually, I am. I'm getting ready to do this on a pair. Are you? Yeah. Okay. 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 And it's kind of a fake facing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I really think it's fun to make a slit up the front or up the back of your trouser hem. Yeah. Or your pant hem. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can do the sun knits, too, even if they are tight to your leg. Right. Right. So you can do that with a facing mm-hmm. by just... And here's what you do, guys. You don't cut the slit, mm-hmm. right? You just put that facing right sides to right sides, and then you you mark where you want that slit to be. You make you just make a straight line, right? And then you sew up one side of it, and you move over like three stitches, and you sew down the other. I hope, I hope this makes sense. Well, and and, and then you slide, and then you you. You cut in the middle. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Uh huh. And then when you turn it, you have that little slit. Yeah, this uh, this podcast does not talk to you about how to like face a kick pleat. Okay, right. um, and that is so <laughs> the way I do scope. a fake one, <laughs> right, right? A fake one is usually I make the pants too long. Uh huh. And then all I have to do is turn up the hem, right sides together, so my hem is on the outside, right? Mm-hmm. And I can sew that little slit in there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sew up and then go over like three stitches and then go down. And then I cut between it and then I turn it. Yep. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sewing you, around the bottom you, too. And okay. you have not, you don't cut these slits beforehand. You know, that's, that's don't key do it. here. You'll right? never get it done. Yep. Yep. It won't work. Well, but anyway, point. then you come up with this cute little then you have a little vent, vent around, slit thing around you, and it also allows you um, to have your pants longer if you want them longer. But you'll see this also like on capris yeah. too, like on the side of your pants. This is um, actually one of the reasons I didn't put a slit in that sequin dress because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to deal with what I would need to do to finish this, right? Because I was short on time and mm-hmm. all sorts of other reasons, you, didn't you know. Need a slit. No, and I didn't right. need a slit either. Um, so yeah. Okay, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. We hope this helps with hem facings um, and facings in general. Uh, you can get to us at sohere.com on Instagram, and then hopefully I'll be. I'm I'm actually on our new little new network right now. I'm like poking around and seeing if we would like it. I've category topics. Okay, so mom. You can like you open the app and there are topics. Wow. And I have an active wear topic and I have easy tea class questions, M2M leggings questions, home decor sewing. So we could like put all these yep. topics yep. in there. And people could find them. And people can find them. Now, you know, we've had this group for like five years now or something like that. So there's a lot of knowledge in there. I mean, that's one of the things that would be, you know, maybe wouldn't come over right away. Right. You know, so but boy, um, Kind of like the idea of not being on Facebook. It, it is 
seeing more and more attractive. Well, I think the other thing that happens on Facebook sometimes in groups is people will go through and just join groups. Yeah, and I don't know. Or they get invited to groups or Facebook suggests a group, and all of a sudden – You've got a lot of inactive members. And I guess you know, I don't I I don't like have a problem with that. No. I don't think um but it could it could be I think what you're trying to say like a really intentional sort of community mm-hmm. and I don't want to be like, "Oh, well if you join, you have to do this this and this" or something like that. No, I'm, we're I'm not, not that group that says you have to sew something no. a certain way in a certain amount of time. No, but um that that could I use those tactics at yeah. home. <laughs> okay, well, you can get to us at sohere.com on Instagram. ZD, take it away. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit sohere.com.